Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal weekly podcast for the week of the 30th of October 2017. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Reese Nelson on his rise to the first team squad. We look at the letter U in the A to Z of Arsenal. Adrian Clark is back to look ahead to Sunday's massive Premier League showdown against Manchester City from the chalkboard. But we kick off as ever with the weekend review, looking back at a double game week with our Arsenal insider, Daily Mirror's John Cross. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, before we get to Saturday's win over Swansea, it was Norwich in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday just gone. Arsenal seven minutes from bowing out of the competition when they introduced Eddie Nketiah. And 40 minutes later, he made himself something of a hero. Corner, left-hand side. Walcott will take it right-footed to the near post. Glancing header goes in! Who got the touch on that? And it could be Eddie Nketiah. He's only been on the field of play for a matter of seconds. What an introduction for the 18-year-old. He will remember this for the rest of his life. It is Arsenal 1, Norwich 1. Sensational start to your Emirates career. He's only played away from home in an Arsenal first-team shirt. Johnny on the spot. That's what he's done. Angus Gunn's pulled out a great right-hander. It has actually gone for a corner as well, Dan. I'll tell you what, he's a giant, isn't he, Angus Gunn? I think he's taller than his dad. In comes the corner. It's towards holding, and the header goes in! And it's Eddie Nketiah again! You cannot believe oh it! This is boy's own stuff from the substitute. <laughs> 18 years old, he rises at the far post. What and a goal! Into an unguarded net. You cannot write this, David. Oh, Dan, you I'll tell you what. It. Wow, what a double and what a timely pair of goals from Nketiah. Delighted to say that the Daily Mirror's John Cross joins us on the show. Crossy, a very good morning. How are you? Yeah, very good, Russ. Nice to be with you. Uh, a pleasure to have you back on with us, pal. And uh, what a great pair of goals and how critical for their competition hopes. Well, it's fantastic, isn't it? I always think, I don't think you can beat the story of a homegrown kid just kind of coming out almost from obscurity from absolutely nowhere and just lighting up the whole competition. I think we've sort of, you know, I always look back upon sort of kind of growing up and watching Arsenal sort of maybe through the 80s when they had a sort of a splurge of wonderful kids, you know, sort of coming through to sort of form the bedrock of the sort of the 89-91 team, you know, with the, with the likes of Roe Castle, Thomas and, 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 and Tony Adams, of course. And I just think with um, Eni Nketi, I'm not perhaps comparing, I don't want to get ahead of myself like that, but I just think the, 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 the wonderful support and the charm of it is, is exactly the same. Is exactly the same. So I just feel that it, it, it's 
similar to that where I think, you know, sort of kind of, it, it, I just think that the fans love a feel-good story and you felt that, didn't you? I love some of the, some of the fans afterwards rewriting his Wikipedia page, calling him the best player in the history of the world ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> taking it to sort of the nth degree. But I just think it, it's fantastic. I don't think you can beat that story. And I tell you what, I just he might be sort of kind of almost slight as a player, but what a leap. And he's got some power. Um, and he's got pace, obviously. He's got an eye for goal. And I just love that kind of aspect to him. Yeah, John, I commentate for Premier League two matches when we uh, have those on Arsenal.com. So I've seen a fair bit of Eddie Nketiah already. And I just think he's got great potential. He's a really, really good finisher. And, and you know, with certain players, John, they have the ability to step up levels, don't they? Under 18s to under 23s, no problem. And now, hopefully, to the senior team, it is a big step. But he shows he hopefully belongs and has got the skills and the mentality to deliver on a big stage. Yeah, he, he has, Ross. I think what is interesting is that a couple of people have looked up on this, is that I think, you know, if you're a kid and you sort of get released, as he did, I think, from um, from Chelsea, left Chelsea, didn't he, about 13, 14, I think sometimes it can sort of, you know, diminish your appetite and kind of, you know, kill your sort of, sort of desire and, and, and so on. But I think to bounce back from that, sometimes, you know, it can make you stronger mentally. And I think he is obviously a player um, that has... Sort of still got an awful lot to do and a lot to prove. But I think you, you've got to be pretty tough mentally. You've got to be pretty tough physically to come through. Um, and sometimes I think you can just pick up a bit of momentum, can't you? And, and suddenly you seize that opportunity and suddenly there's a bit of focus on you and um, and, and all of a sudden you can kind of seize on that opportunity. I mean, let's be honest, in, in sort of kind of Marcus Rashford did something similar at Man United, no expectation on his shoulders. Um, and uh, Eddie Nketiah maybe has got the opportunity to do so again. Yeah, we'll put that exact analogy to Adrian Clark a bit later in the show as well, Crossy, when we get to the chalkboard. But for now, let's hear a bit of Eddie Nketiah speaking to Arsenal Media post-match after those goals to knock out Norwich. Eddie, w- one word, wow. Where do we begin with that debut? Uh, you know, um, I'm just thankful for the boss for giving me that opportunity to play and show what I can do. And, you know, it's a green t- dream come true for me to get on and score two, not just one, but two goals and win us the game, you know, um, and get us through to the next round. That's the most important thing. And, yeah, I'm just thankful for all the fans for the support they gave me. Uh, it's great, you know, I'm a childhood fan of the club, so for the fans to get behind me like that, it's a dream come true, and I'm delighted and grateful. Tell us what runs through your head then. You're waiting on the touchline to come on. Obviously, you want to make a big impact straight away. 15 seconds later, you're running away to celebrate a goal. Uh, you know, yeah, from the time I was on the bench, you know, I was just watching the game, thinking about, oh, what I can do if I come on. And I just tried to be positive. And, you know, throughout my youth career, I've always got into a goal-scoring opportunity. So, you know, I just believed in myself and, you know, just tried to take the chance when it came my way. And thankfully, I did. And talk us through the second one then. The first one was a poacher's one. The second one was a poacher's one as well, but a header. Throughout your youth career, have you scored many headers? I scored a few, you know, I wouldn't say it's my strongest attribute, but, you know, I'm always willing to get up and, you know, attack the ball and, you know, when chances like that come, you just got to try and make the most of it and, you know, I got up well and made great contact with it, so thankfully I went in and hopefully, as I said, it can be the first two goals of many and just want to really push on from here and, you know, keep doing well and impressing the fans. And what's it like when you come on, you've scored two goals and the crowd are singing Eddie, Eddie from the, from the stands? That must be a pretty amazing feeling. Yeah, you know, it's overwhelming, you know, but you have to remember you're here for a job, you know, and try and stay focused on the game. But, you know, it's a great feeling. You know, I've always dreamed of this as a kid and hopefully they can continue to support me and I can continue to, you know, get chances and impress them, really, because that's what it's about. You say you're a childhood fan of the club. Who are the, who are the strikers that you looked up to? Uh, you know, Thierry, Dennis Burkham, Ian Wright, they're all great strikers and... 
attacking players and you know I watched them a lot, especially Thierry when he was working with us. I used to work with him quite a bit on and off the field. So you know I'm just trying to emulate even a little bit of what they can do. You know that would be a dream come true for me. And yeah. And you know, lastly, you know there's a, a long way to go, but what a good start. But uh, who's helped you from the first team squad so far? Uh, you know, everyone's helped um, the players, Alex Wobi, the young players, you know, Chuba, uh, Ainsley, even guys like Hector, even Lacazette. You know, they're all nice guys. They've helped me settle in, you know, in training. You know, they're giving me confidence. So, yeah, hopefully I can, you know, get more opportunities to integrate and play with them and just continue to show everyone what I can do. So Arsenal onwards and upwards in the Carabao Cup. It's going to be West Ham in the quarterfinals. Uh, I just wonder whether we'll see a few more seasoned first teamers start to come into the fold or whether Arsene Wenger will stick with this exact nucleus. Personally, I'd quite like to see the latter. Yeah, I, I would too, Russ. I also think that, that kind of you, you've got to be realistic about this. There's a lot of games, particularly with the Europa League as well. And I think that sort of some of these kids are sort of seizing the opportunity. We shouldn't also forget the fact that there's some, some senior figures in there, so there's some guidance along the way, and there's some fringe players. Arsenal got a lot of players this season, and so smattering of youngsters, and also an opportunity for senior players as well, um, sort of fringe players like Walcott, Giroud, and some of those guys are really good at sort of leaders, um, sort of in the dressing room and on the pitch, and I think that that's kind of a good good balance that you're seeing and is why you're getting results in the Carabao Cup and uh, in the Europa League. OK, let's move on to the weekend action then. Arsenal down early on against Swansea, but coming back and getting a very, very important win. This at least sets them up and keeps them in a solid position in the Premier League, doesn't it? Which was so key against a bit of a bogey team. Yeah, it, it does. I think it was, um, you know, a very disappointing sort of first half and yet the response in the second half was, was terrific, really. Um, and at the moment, Arsenal, they're just looking, I think, just kind of jostle for position, aren't they, around the top four and kind of make sure that they're, they're within touching distance. And so that victory is all important. Um, at the moment, there is a demanding fixture list. And I do think it is sort of tough at the moment. I mean, you've got Swansea, then you've got the Europa League, and then you've got Man City. You know, I guess it's a little bit of a balancing act with some of the players. Um, at the moment, and, it, and it's very tough. And so, I don't think you should sort of underestimate sort of the importance of coming back from from that uh, early setback. And actually, the response in the second half, led by Kolasinac, who I think is an absolutely fantastic player. What a signing he's been! He's what a free signing as well, John. That's the other key thing, isn't it? Yes, I'm sure you have to fund these guys' wages, but but no actual transfer fee. Absolutely fantastic. I love him. I love his attitude. I love his determination. I think a manager must look at a player's ability, but also their character. And I think that's so important. And Klasenac is proven that this season. Klasenac with a goal and then an assist for this. Now it's with Xhaka to curl it over towards Klasenac. Could be away again here. It's Klasenac, looks to pull it back. Short ball into the corner. And Arsenal are in front here. It's Aaron Ramsey that manages to get the ball beyond Fabianski. And the Gunners are 2-1 leaders. Aaron Ramsey there, popping up with the winning goal as assisted by Serd Kalasinac. Um, wow, that was just a really good moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think Ramsey is just so prolific, isn't he, from midfield. The, the timing of his runs is always an eye for goal. 
Um, I really like Ramsey. I think Ramsey is sort of kind of sometimes, you know, <laughs> uh, I just think he's Arsenal's saviour so many times in key games. Isn't he? He's got an eye for, for key moments, really, and he just crops up with sort of important goals. I mean, I know it was a bit of a landmark at the weekend for, for Ramsey, and it just shows how sort of kind of prolific he has been from midfield. So I do think Ramsey sometimes gets uh, a little bit unfair stick, I think, and people don't appreciate just how important and influential he is for Arsenal. And in form and getting the job done and finishing, of course, Wales' commitments. Yes, they'll be friendlies. He knows he's not going to the World Cup. This is now a big focus for Aaron to have a really, really good second half of this season in club colours, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's important. You know, I think that Arsene Wenger didn't obviously pick him for, for example, for that Watford game, if you remember that. And I think that sort of players like Sanchez and, and Ramsey must have been fatigued, but also mentally drained from that disappointment. I think it's, you can let it go quickly from one or two ways. Uh, you, you know, you could let it affect your form and the form is and sort of, you know, not have that much sort of kind of extra motivational factor at the end of the season. Or like Ramsey could be a really top pro and come through it um, and carry on going. And I think Ramsey can have a really good season this year. You know, I, I still think he's incredibly important for Arsenal. Finding the right system, the right midfield is, is one thing. But I think you can always count on Ramsey being prolific and getting over 10 goals a season. And I think if you break that down statistically, that is very, very important for Arsenal's progress in the season. So Red Star Belgrade to come this coming Thursday. Another chance for Wenger to perhaps look at some of those second string players and, and give opportunities. All then in mind of that huge game against Manchester City to come in the Premier League at the weekend. So another big double match week to come. Yeah, I, I, I think the Europa League is an opportunity for some players, isn't it? And I think Wilshere in particular has done terrific in that. It's really caught the players' imagination as well. Um, and I still think that, you know, you might see sort of a similar team through the round um, playing against Belgrade on, on, on Thursday. And then Man City's a massive test. City on fire. And I think this is a test of, uh, I'm pretty sure you'll see a similar, if not exactly the same lineup as, as against Swansea. Um, and I just think that Arsenal will really have to lay down a marker there and try and get a result, try and stop this juggernaut because they're on fire, City. And I think that will be a test of Arsenal's metal and new tactical setup. He's all across the gunners for the Daily Mirror. He is the brilliant John Cross, and it's great, pal, to have you back as our Arsenal insider. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. After being prolific at age group level, Reese Nelson has broken into the Arsenal first-team squad this season, playing a big part in the Gunners' Europa League and Carabao Cup campaigns. He's been speaking to Arsenal media about his rise to prominence. I was nine. I was, yes, nine years old. Um, I used to play for a team in Catford. I would get up every morning with my brother, get on a train and travel to Catford uh, three times a week to play there. And I was there for about two months playing for a team in Catford Moonshot, and then I got scouted for Tottenham. I was at Tottenham for three, three, four weeks, I say, and then a phone call from Arsenal came in, and I went to Arsenal's training ground on the first session. They went to sign me, so happy days, and I didn't look back. For me, the co all the coaches at Arsenal have helped me a lot, and even from my early days at Hayland as well. There's a lot of coaches, um, Steve um, Kwame, when he was there as well. Greg, there's loads of coaches, Luke Hobbs as well. And my early stages here when I was a first year pro, on a first year scholar, sorry, 
um, Steve Gatton and Carl was working close with me and helping me develop and say making me into a man for the step up to the first team. It was different from coming from Hayland to London Coney. I would say the culture at London Coney is so much different and the environment, you've got loads of first team players and world class players there. Well, Alex Orby has really helped me. He's always like, making jokes, seeing if I'm okay. Um, Lacazette as well, he's a nice guy. Um, Ozil, Hector as well. Those are the boys that I think, all the boys that are great and they're really taking me in as a person and as a footballer as well. It's a dream come true to see fans wearing Nelson number 61 on the back. It's something I've always dreamt of and now seeing it with my own eyes is just amazing. This season I wanted to just start off as a young player just developing into the 23 squad, let alone pushing to be a first-team player like in and around the first-team. So everything's just come so fast and I'm very grateful and I want to push on, keep pushing. Hopefully I'll get a first-team spot in the next few years. I've spoken to the boss a lot of times. I said for this early stage it's about development. I'm still young so I need to get the grips of defending and Hopefully when I'm older and more mature, I think I can move up further up the field and show them what I've got. I want to win trophies um, and I want to be the best player in the world, so I think I've got to give my all, my 100%, and my family are really important to that. Always making me better myself, always making me improve. So it's little things that make the finishing touches better. To Z. Or Charlie George, who can hit him. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Arsenal 
U is for Opson, one of just three players with a second name beginning with the letter U who've represented the Gunners. Matthew signed from Luton Town back in May 1997 and played five times in the double winning season, spending six years at the club. U is also for a place that Matthew would call home later in his career, Upton Park. The Gunners won 29 times at West Ham's Bolin ground, including this penalty shootout victory on route to the 1998 FA Cup. Samasi Abu has to score to keep the shootout going, to keep West Ham in the FA Cup. They're out! Arsenal, the double, it's still alive! Finally, U is for Udinese. The Gunners have only played the Italians twice in the 2011 Champions League qualifying playoff, and after winning the first leg of the Emirates 1-0, the tie dead level going into the second half of the return leg before Robin Van Persie and Theo Walcott did this. Shot deflects to Giovinho. Taking on Benatia and getting to the byline as well. Good pullback! And Robin Van Persie scores for Arsenal. The fight of the way goal. And Arsenal take the lead again on aggregate. It's one all on the night. And Arsenal with the away goal as well now. Walcott. Good pace. He's in behind the defensive. Theo Walcott! That could just about do it for Arsenal. Theo Walcott scored in the first leg, scores in the second leg. And finally some breathing space for Arsene Wenger. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining me at the Chalkboard is the uh, brilliant Adrian Clark. Clarky, how are you? Very well, thank you, Russ. I see you was eyeing me up and down there as if you could make a comment about my uh, my attire. Well, exactly, but it was it was you, solid. You it, was kind of, it was seven out of ten. It was just a very solid effort that wasn't bad to comment or good to comment. So yeah. I decided just to refer to you as the brilliant Adrian Clark instead. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Clarky, this will test your brilliance because this isn't easy. Our question at the chalkboard after Eddie and Ketty's dream domestic debut, I suppose you could say home debut goals. Where are you talking with Arsenal debuts, ones that really spring to mind the best? Oh, goodness. Well, first up, well done, Eddie. I thought it was an outstanding debut. First goal was, was a real poacher's finish. And the second one, the header, was an absolute peach, wasn't it? So that, that'll give him so much confidence. Congratulations to him. Um, I'm buying myself time here because I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, <laughs> think of hot debuts. The one that probably springs to mind most is Jermaine Pennant. I think you go all the way back to 2003 for for him to score um, to score on what I believe was his Premier League debut against Southampton. Six one it was, and it was a real quick fire hat trick. And he announced wow. himself. He was another young player, more heralded really than Eddie Nketiah. He he was someone that had been bought, and great things were expected of him. But but he hit the ground running with a wonderful performance in that game. But unfortunately for Jermaine, he didn't maintain it. And I do think probably his career went a little bit unfulfilled. And just while we're on Eddie for a second, hopefully, and, you know, we're not making direct comparisons here, but hopefully he will be the kind of player that gets his chances and takes them and flourishes for a sustainable period in his career. Absolutely, yes. Uh, he's proved he has got the temperament to handle first-team football, which not every talented youngster is able to do. And the first player that, that I thought of when I saw that performance was Marcus Rashford. Not because he's the same as Marcus Rashford, he's not. But I just thought impact was similar. And you know what? Rashford got the opportunities to play in the first team and he, con 
continued the momentum. I'd love to see him get another chance uh, with the first team players as well because it is different when you when you are the one newcomer to the regular eleven. I think it's easier to play in that kind of kind of side. So hopefully we'll get to see that in the coming weeks. Probably as a substitute. And you can't, Adrian, coach or indeed learn that ability to step in at that kind of level and make that sort of immediate impact in that illustrious surrounding, can you? No, you need a bit of luck. You need the ball to fall your way. It could easily have not gone his way, but he took his chance. He, he, he kept cool, which I think is really impressive. His technique was, was terrific. And now that he's done it, OK, albeit against championship opposition, but now he's scored for the first team, there shouldn't be any holding him back. I think next time he gets his opportunity, he will be bursting with self-belief, which is a great thing. OK, well, let's move on to the next game then in terms of the Premier League mm. and boys in a massive one. We've seen Arsenal, Watford aside, be very decent since the issues against Liverpool before the previous international break. A proper challenge now to see if they can really mix it with, with a brilliant team, let's be honest. Oh, yes. I mean, Manchester City... They look, they look nailed on to win the title, to be perfectly honest. It's just been so, so, yeah, I mean, so, so good. It's all come together for, for Guardiola, who I was quite critical of last season. I think he messed around with the team and with formations. It was almost like he used it as an experimentation year. Now the players are sort of au fait with his methods. They are looking majestic. And all of the forward players are in ridiculous form, aren't they? This is a, the ultimate test right now. You've got De Bruyne pulling the strings in a slightly more kind of withdrawn role. You've got Sane, who's just on fire, isn't he? Sterling, all of the other kind of normal incumbents behind either Jesus and Aguero, or maybe even both. It's an embarrassment of riches. Oh, it really is, yeah. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is, is footballer of the year in waiting. The, the way it's going, he has been absolutely sublime. Arsenal need to compete with him. And shape-wise, it could be quite tricky for Arsenal. In this, I think Aaron Ramsey and Granit Xhaka have got their hands full here because you've got Fernandinho who's going to prop up David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. That worries me because Aaron Ramsey, has, he's in good form and, and he's getting about the pitch, he's doing very well. But he will push on Aaron Ramsey and when he pushes on, Kevin De Bruyne could could make him an Arsenal pay. So I think discipline is, is the watchword ahead of this one. But yeah, all, all over the pitch, they've got top stars. Argument then for Arsenal to tinker things slightly and bring in someone like a Wilshire and El Nenny, a Coquelin to be an extra body in midfield? Or, or do you want to treat the game on your own merits and what you bring to the table? I change it, personally. I, I don't think Arsene Wenger will. Occasionally he does for these big games, for these toughies. In my opinion, I think you should go in with a three-man midfield, maybe sacrifice one of the attacking midfielders. Hard to do that when, when you're talking about Alexis Sanchez and, and Mesut Ozil. But if I was a manager, I would go with a horses-for-courses approach and tactically try and do a bit of a Jose here and try and sh shut off Manchester City's key strengths. It's not really Arsene Wenger's way, we know that. Or maybe the strength of this squad necessarily it, either. It isn't, no, but... But if you go for it, if you go gung-ho, it can go two ways, can't it? Uh, you can obviously pull off an amazing win or you can take a tonking, which has happened in the, in the not-too-recent past, or, you know, in the, in the recent past, rather. So, yeah, it's a delicate situation for the manager. He needs to get his team selection right. And I think the team's mentality is so, so important in this one. It is a special game. You, I don't believe this is a game you can approach normally. You have to 
consider Manchester City's strengths. OK, Adrian, so how do you get at Manchester City? They have improved a bit defensively, but they still ship the odd ones, shipped a couple mm -hmm. against West Brom, and obviously at the start of the season mm -hmm. there was a lot more uncertainty. Well, yes, I mean, I'm not talking about Arsenal Park and the bus. I think, to some degree, you have to against a team like City, and, and they will swarm us with possession. That's their way. But you need a threat on the counter, you need to penetrate, you need to offer a little bit of menace whenever you get the ball to keep them interested. And I've got to say, they will leave gaps, a little bit like Arsenal on home turf, they will leave gaps in behind the fullbacks. I still don't really rate Otamendi and Stones as a partnership. So if we can get the ball up to Lacazette and Alexis, then I think, I think we can score goals. But um, yeah, it's how much of the ball will we get in that final third? That's the big question. OK, then, Clarky, I would love your five-second team talk. You're Arsene Wenger. You're getting ready to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Pep Guardiola's boys. <laughs> what do you say yeah, to the troops? Respect the opposition. Have a clean sheet mentality here. That, that, is, that is the aim ahead of kickoff. Clean sheet and be very, very decisive whenever you counter. I know that's more than five seconds, but we'll run with it. That's perfectly acceptable. Now, I always respect the opposition, which, of course, in this case is you, as we prepare for another dose of Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal. Well, for the second time this season, controversially, there is no Arsenal Weekly podcast editor, Liam Roberts. He's not here. Yeah, I, th I think that's a plus, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> don't you? I mean, Alecky is, is a more than able deputy. Well, there were calls from social media wow. internally for Alecky to get the role full-time after his yeah. previous dalliance, and yeah. uh, Alecky joins us today. How's it going? I did. I'm very well, thank you. How are you guys this morning? Yeah, fine and dandy. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal won, didn't they, weekend? So, uh, all is well. Indeed, it does make for a fine Monday morning. <laughs> big, big boots to fill today with uh, Liam out of the office. Not really. <laughs> no, but yeah, nice. So we've got a. Uh... So yeah, so we have a. Uh... So, you remember who went first last week? I did. Yeah, you did. You there yeah. was some controversy about whether the yellow shirts had some blue on or not with my kits. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not bitter. We'll I'm not bitter. Confirm. Yeah. We move on. So yeah, it's you, Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll go first. Yeah. Sounds good. Excellent. So you have got uh, Arsenal 97 98, mm -hmm. and you're on to the second week. Yeah, I'm dreading this. This could be low scoring. <laughs> Let's see. We'll see. They're not, not too bad. Let's see how it goes on there. Excellent. So, yes, Arsenal 97 98 season, week two. Have your questions starting now. On the 10 game winning run that won the league, it was started with four 1 0 wins. Who famously scored the winner away to Wimbledon, securing us at Wimbledon and Bolton, securing cult hero status? Oh, cult hero status. <sighs> this famously is tough. scored the winners, yeah. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, cult hero. I'm going to. 97, 98. Christopher Ray? That's correct. Oh, Good one. oh he's dug one. I dug deep for that. <laughs> Question two. Fishing at the bottom there and just see what you can find. Question two. Stephen Hughes scored three goals that season, all against one team. Who was it? Oh, did he? Did he now? Three goals against... I, I, I don't know this. Um, so I will go for... Uh, Chelsea. Correct. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Going all right today. And question three. Who knocked Arsenal out of the UEFA Cup that season? Uh, P-A-O-K. -okay. Correct. The Greeks. Three can't believe so far. that, can you? P-A-O-K. -okay. And how many wins did Arsenal record in the Premier League oh. season? They lost six. I know that. Six plus... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't dig another one out, please. Oh. 
I think it's twenty. I think it's either twenty-three or twenty-four. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with twenty-three. It is your lucky day today, mate. You've got four out of four and oh a few wingers there. You've God. done well. <laughs> that is, that is, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> Note to self: Do no prep in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem to be the way it's gone there. Right. You, you can't cool. slip out, Russ. I can't. Nope. Cool. So uh, we have Russell's uh, topic of Arsene Wenger pre-Arsenal. Absolutely. So everything before the It's a bigger topic than I realised when I chose it as I was trying Fairly to research broad. it. Yeah, absolutely. Some interesting, interesting questions on here. Okay. Cool. So question one. Arsene Wenger is one of how many children? Three. Correct. Uh, between which years did Wenger manage Columbus 8? Grampus 8. Grampus 8. 94 and 96. Correct. Which uni did he gain his economics degree from? Okay, he was playing at the time at Mutzig because it was in 1971. Uh, I think. Oh, God. Is it there? Do they have a uni? <laughs> or would it be Strasbourg as the nearest by big Correct. city? Oh, hang on. Oh, Strasbourg. <laughs> I was going to go. I was. I was going to say Strasbourg. Controversy. I don't think he'd officially answered that, Alecky. I was going to go there. <laughs> I've had a bit of bad luck a couple of times recently. Come on. Okay, I'll let oh, it go. Very kind, very kind. Right. The harder one. Which season did he win the league and title with Monaco? It was in his first season, so let me work this one out. Uh, he... It was the... Hang on, let's get this right. Which season? He went there in 87, but of course when he won it would have been the year of 88, so the 87 to 88 season. Correct. We have some 100%ers uh, oh, this week. Oh, wow. Put it there. Put it there. Well. I think that's the first time, isn't it? <laughs> that is pretty impressive. Yeah, you yeah. both dug deep. Excellent work, and thank that's you for being even kinder than I expected. Great work from Alecky. I want Alecky every week. <laughs> you now want Liam back. It's what the fans want. Uh, Clarky, when can we see or hear you? Um, I am on the Matchday show uh, for the Manchester City game this weekend. So uh, tune in, 1.45pm UK time. The final word. The final word on this week's podcast is to wish the legendary Bob Wilson a very happy 76th birthday. So that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Reese Nelson, John Cross, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can also subscribe there and find us on Acast these days. Remember to get your questions into Clarky for the chalkboard on Twitter. That's using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. And we're back on Monday, the 6th of November. Don't forget, too, the latest Arsenal Weekly podcast stories. That's currently available. We hear the life and times of the invincible Colo Torre. It's bye for now. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.